It is Yod Tess Nisan Tavshin Pegimel, the 19th of the month of Nisan, 5783, here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where it is also the third day of Kolmoid Pesach, and the fourth day of the Omer. And here in Yon Ziyomi, we have incredible Ashgacha Pratis, as several Dapim this week, which we are learning in Sota, align with our Chag HaPesach. As the Gemara treats us to a Shulchan Orech, a set table filled with Agadita, all about Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim, the story of our exodus, of our leaving Mitzrayim. It takes us from the Sheibud through to the Geula. And Pesach is a time where our antenna are up extra high for Hashem's Ashgach Pratis to see the Yad Hashem, especially um, not just in our lives, but in our Limudim, in, the, in our learning. And this gives me memories of a couple of years ago when on Erev Pesach, Vertinus Bechorim, the Daf, was making a siyam on Maseches Pesachim. And if your antenna were up extra high, you noticed that during Cholmoed on Pesach, we had the Daf in Shkalim that was talking about the Arbakosos. It might have actually been one of the Daphim that we were learning on Yom Tov, but um, it was, wasn't until Cholmoed that we got to make a big deal about it um, and talk about it on the podcast. Um, we did that in the pilot episode, the pilot shear of Inyana Diomi. And it's Hashgacha Pratis like that that made this shear possible. And so for today, we're going to be giving a shout out to several of the Agaditas that appeared earlier this week on Pesach and, of course, in our daf today and our daf tomorrow. So we will begin with Sota Daf Tess, and we will go all the way to tomorrow's daf, Sota Daf Yud Gimel, that's Sota 9, all the way to Sota 13. So just to get the ball rolling, the Gemara in Sota and Daf Tess had been discussing the Indian of Mida, Kneged Mida, how Hashem repays a person measure for measure, which is also in and of itself a theme of Pesach, but we are just getting our feet wet. We're not even into the Pesach story yet. But Mida, Kneged Mida is an important uh, component of the Pesach story, and the Gemara gives examples from not just people who were repaid for negative behavior, but people who were repaid for incredible, beautiful, positive behavior. And the Gemara talks about how Hashem waited for Miriam, Miriam Hanaviah. Now that happened in Parshas Baaloscha after Miriam um, was culpable for speaking Lashon Hara against her brother Moshe Rabbeinu. But we know that Hashem waited for her because she, when she was young, she waited for baby Moshe, who was in the basket. He was in this little teva in, uh, in the, the Nile River. And because she waited for Moshe, Hashem waited for her. And the Gemara continues to tell us about positive behavior that was rewarded, Mida Kneged Mida, with the Atzmos Yosef, the bones of Yosef. We know that Yosef, at the end of Sefer Bereshus, asked his brothers to bring, make sure to bring his body up. And since Yosef, who was the greatest of his brothers, certainly in his royal stature, um, he was the greatest of his brothers, and he tended to Yaakov's burial. So the Gemara tells us that, therefore, the greatest um, human who ever lived, Moshe Rabbeinu, tended to Yosef's bones when Moshe left Mitzrayim. And Moshe took the bones of Yosef when everyone else was looking to you know, grab all the jewelry. Moshe Rabbeinu, he grabs the bones of Yosef, and of course, Hashem says that because Moshe Rabbeinu tended to Yosef's bones, and there was no one greater at the time than Moshe Rabbeinu, so then Hashem would tend to Moshe's body when it came from Moshe's burial. So then 
who greater than Hashem to tend to that? So Moshe Rabbeinu is repaid um, for tending to Yosef's bones, who is repaid for tending to Yaakov's bones, and the chain of Mida connected Mida and the positive continues. You know, almost reminds us a little bit of Chad Gadya, um, how you know negative behavior is um, responded to with more uh, negative consequences. We spoke about how that connected to Paro and the the Esther Makos um, in our Who Knows marathon, who knows the Haggadah marathon, but we continue now jumping to Daf Yud Aleph. Um, 11 in Sota talks about virtually everything you could think of in the Pesach story. When you learn Daf Yud Aleph in Sota, if you were there yesterday during the Daf, if you want to take a look at it now, so Daf Yud Aleph in Sota, it like literally felt like you were darshaning Pesukim from the Haggadah. Now, I'll admit that the psukim that we darshan are not all necessarily the same, especially since the Haggadah darshans the psukim from Arami Ovid Avi, and every now and then quotes psukim from Sefer Shemos. But this was the next best thing. If you wanted to open up a single daf of Gemara and have that to complement your Seaboard Yes Mitzrayim, if you wanted to continue and stay up all night and continue darshaning the psukim, there, I can't think of a better place to look at this moment than Sota Dafir Aleph, which virtually gives us the entire story, starting from Vayakam Melech Chadash, the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel, was this really a new King Paro, or was this the old King Paro with new Xeros, with new decrees? The one, Asher Loyadas Yosef, that did not remember and did not have a Karsa Tov for that which Yosef did for the economy. Yosef saved the Egyptian economy, and it, it, it goes from the beginning of the actual story, something that we don't really do in the Haggadah, and it takes us all the way through, the Genus to the Shvach. So it starts off talking about Paro. It describes the Shi'ibud at length. For example, the Avodas Parach. What does the Avodas Parach refer to? Um, it, it talks about um, Pisom and Ramses. What do they refer to? The buildings that, that, were, that were built on quicksand. And several psukim from the Haggadah actually do make it into Dafir Aleph, such as the psukim in Yechezkel, which talk about how we were naked, that we had no mitzvahs, that we were that we were undeveloped, and how, uh, for example, we find the psukim in Shir Hashirim, which we just um, read over um, Shabbos, Chalmoed, Pesach, um, the references to how the the the, the Jewish women, the, the Hebrew women, the, they they gave birth under the apple trees, to, um, and they did that to protect the babies who would otherwise chas v'shalom have been killed by the mitzrim. So we find that Gemara talks about at length how the women prepare their husbands so that their husbands can um, have relations with them, to, so that they can continue um, klal Yisrael. The, uh, the, the, how that story continues into when the babies were swallowed up by the ground so that they wouldn't be caught by the Egyptians and they were the first to blossom out of the ground and say we saw the, the hand of Hashem extra close, we saw the Yad Hashem um, at the time of Azyashir so several beautiful Gemaros and uh, again, a lot of psukim that do actually come from the Haggadah or make it there. There's also an elaboration on Shifra and Pua, Yochev and Miriam, according to the Pshat quoted by Rashi Alatora, who protected all of the babies and they didn't fear Parab, instead they feared Hashem. And so Hashem built houses for them, whether they were the houses of Malchus and Kahuna or Leviah, whatever it may be. But the, all of those Gemaras appear on Yud, Aleph, and Sota. And go back, enjoy that daf. And uh, maybe, you know, maybe next year, um, which will hopefully be in Yerushalayim, you'll get to uh, um, add this daf to your Sipur Yes Mitzrayim on Lil Pesach. And we get on to um, daf 
Yud Beis, which is today's daf in Sota, and we have the uh, famous uh, Vikuach, the debate between Miriam and Amram, her father. We know that. So um, Amram, he chooses to to divorce Yocheved, and he does this because why create more children if they're all going to just be thrown into the water? And Miriam, she says something very similar to what we find in the Haggadah, where the Haggadah describes the difference between Lavan and Paro. Miriam says to Amram, you're worse than Paro, because Paro only decreed on the boys. You're decreeing on the boys and the girls. Paro only decreed in Olam Hazen. You've decreed also in Olam Haba. For there are going to be no more children. Then what's going to happen to the potential Olam Haba that the, that the children could have gotten just for existing, just for doing nothing wrong? And so we know that um, it's, it's similar to the Haggadah, where the Haggadah says that Lavan was worse than Paro because Lavan wanted to uproot everything, whereas Paro only wanted to take out the boys. So, very, very interesting Gemara. And the Gemara talks about how Amram um, goes along with, uh, with Miriam's advice. He, he concedes and then he remarries. He remarries um, Yocheved. And the Gemara um, describes... Have, of course, how all of Klaistral followed Amram in doing this. So when they when he divorced Yocheved, they all divorced their wives. When he remarried her, they all remarried their wives. The Gemara describes the be- the, the beautiful wedding because uh, Yocheved was the Eim Havad Smecha. How is she an Eim Havad Smecha? Well, because she got to in, in, engage in the actual chasna with her husband. All the while, she had her children, Amram, her children Miriam and, and Aaron, dancing at her chasna. And uh, although that was a great time of Simcha, when the decree came that all the babies were going to be thrown into the river, right, because at first there was a decree that all the baby children would die, but then there was the decree that they'd be thrown into the river. And when the time came that, that Moshe had to be cast into the river, hidden in a basket, so um, the interesting uh, poetic Gemara tells us that first, when the the house was filled with ore, when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, and this was going to be the savior of Klal Yisrael, at least that's what Miriam's nevuah um, had intimated, so the room was filled with ore, and Amram gave her a kiss on the head. And then, when Moshe had to be thrown into the Yaor, when he had to be thrown into the river, so then Amram, he, he, he taps her on that, he smacks her on that, and says, hey, where's your, where's your nevuah? A very, a very emotional and, and uh, frightening Gemara about the, 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 the give and take between Miriam and Amram. However, when Moshe was put in the basket, the Gemara continues and tells us that Basia comes to the rescue, Basparo, and the different Pshatimam, what it means that she stretches forth her arm. And, of course, she, um, whether she stretches forth her arm or her maid, but the Gemara talks about how she stretches forth her arm, the miracle, her outstretched arm to spare baby Moshe. And, of course, where does Moshe go to nurse? He's taken right back to his mother, Yochebed, who gets paid to nurse her. So very, very incredible. And just full circle for now, um, we will turn over to Sota Daf Yud Gimel, where the Gemara gives us further elaboration on Moshe Rabbeinu's attempt to retrieve Yosef's bones. A very interesting story in its own right, where Moshe Rabbeinu um, has some inquiries into where the bones might be, and then when they are getting ready to leave Mitzrayim, he goes out to the Nile, and he, uh, and he calls for, for Yosef's bones with the, with the famous Alei Shor, that the ox should rise up, and he throws the plate into the, into the water, and giving us a little bit more of insight into how Moshe Rabbeinu um, actually retrieved Yosef's bones. 
the rest of the Gemara is in the in the, and the Agadites in the Parak um, as as the, as the Parak that we are in is coming to a close. It talks a little bit more about Moshe Rabbeinu's desire to enter Eretz Yisrael, and um, we get a little bit more about that, um, focusing in more on Moshe Rabbeinu and the future um, after the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. But boy. What did we do to be Zoha to be able to learn such important and poignant and apropos Gemaras at this time of year, other than to just be uh, um, just be showered with Hashem's chesed, to be given a marathon of Hashgacha Pratis here at Anyana Diomi. If you enjoyed this year and others like it on the podcast and you want to partner up with us with the sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you will find links to every uploaded Sheer, and of course, Sheer that I repost from the archives, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm wishing you a wonderful moed, a continued Chag Kashar and thank you for joining us here at the database.